Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, December 7th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We are in the season of Advent, and today we'll be talking about Mark's gospel. But before we begin, let's have a moment of prayer. Let us pray. God of power and mercy, open our hearts and welcome. Remove the things that hinder us from receiving Christ with joy so that we may share his wisdom and become one with him when he comes in glory. For he lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Our reading today is from the first chapter of Mark's Gospel, verses 1 through 8. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locust and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. Tara, in this passage, it talks about John the Baptist preparing a way. Who has prepared the way for you to grow in your own faith in your life? You know, I've certainly been able to talk about specific people who have helped me grow in my faith, but I've really been thinking about the witness of the entire church. Yeah. Like every church service I sat in as a kid that I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. Every church service that I went to and didn't feel like I was a part of it, that still had a witness to me about what Christian community could be. So um, when I think about John the Baptist, you know, pointing people towards Christ, our church does that in the world. And when I say church, I mean all the churches um, all around. And I also think I will always be grateful to people who, acknowledge that their faith means something to them, even if I don't know them well. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I I think that when I was thinking about this question, I'm like, I think I've talked frequently about my parents who have absolutely have played a tremendous role in, in pointing me towards faith or even my grandparents, maybe not necessarily my own faith, but the faith of my parents coming down to me and kind of that posterity and uh, you know, church directors or youth leaders have have had in roles. But when I, when you asked when I when we when I looked at this question, what I thought of uh, initially was um, 
a couple Sunday school teachers. Uh, it was a couple that taught me when I was in third grade. And honestly, I can't even remember their names. Um, but I know they taught me all year long. And I remember at the end of the year, they took me out to a restaurant um, just because they wanted to. Uh, mm. And it was my family didn't eat out a lot and to be shown kind of that um and there were other kids in the class i don't know if they took other kids out or if they just singled me out but just that that moment of um intimate connection with these people who had taught me the bible all uh, year long that intimate connection i think kind of pushed it to a new level to me of, of this is what faith looks like of we study and we learn and we grow together. And then we have these intimate moments together where I think that that transcendence begins to happen. Yeah, that's really interesting because what I hear you saying is they took a special interest in you, right? Mm -hmm. And didn't necessarily want anything from you, just was they were interested in you. And that reminds me of for a couple of summers when I would stay with my grandparents, I would go help with vacation Bible school. And there were these older ladies and they would say things like, Tara has such a gift for working with kids. Now, do I have a gift for working with kids? I don't think so. <laughs> but I do think it was the first time anyone had ever said that I had a gift. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. that they, they had paid attention to me Yeah. and said a kind word. Um, and that kind of just interest in people because you are filled with Christ's love, I think is an incredible witness in the world. You know, and, and what and I feel like what we're talking about is right now is, you know, there are times, you know, I'm sure there are times when your grandparents really paid attention to you. And I know there are times when my parents really paid attention to me and, and pointed things out that I was good at and things like that. Uh, and that formed me in, in, in many ways. But it was the, uh, I guess, proverbial um, outlier people who, when they pointed out something good in us, mm -hmm. that is so shocking uh, and so uh, different from, from our lives that that's what I think moves us uh, towards Christ. And I mean, what a, what a gift that is for the church of, you know, if, if as we if we can point out strengths that we see in other people uh, as, as regular attenders, if we can point that out and another uh, coworker with Christ uh, that it's that, that it's that interaction that's going to call us towards redemption. You know, the pastor can say it and you're like, all right, pastor, you have to say that right. you're up to something. You're just trying to get me to volunteer. Uh, right. But when it's these pervert, these, these outlier people or, just marginal people that pointed out um, is, is when it seems to have really made a difference in our lives. Yeah, because they don't have any skin in the game outside <laughs> of their love for humanity, right? That they mm -hmm. get from Christ. And I, um, I was talking with my husband, you know, you and I did the funeral service for Janelle Bates and mm -hmm. she had given me a letter to read um, that her husband had written her on their 30th anniversary. And I told my husband that she had, that he had said the most beautiful thing to her, which was, I have become a better Christian for being married to you. Mm -hmm. And I told Brian, if I could die knowing 
that he had been a better Christian or my kids had been better Christians because somehow is there a greater, like I, really for me, I don't know that there's a greater compliment than someone has grown closer because of whatever small part I may play. Mm -hmm. Because, because in that you have pointed them to a truer love than what you can offer. And I have pointed them to the eternal. Yeah. I'll pass away. Right. Yeah. I won't always be here, but to be a part of giving the people I love a gift that will be eternal is just incredible. I mean, that's the goal. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, friends, we're going to end with a quote um, from Dwight Moody, who said, A good example is far better than a good precept. And with that, I will say thanks be to God for all the good examples in our lives. Mm -hmm. Thank you all for joining us today. Uh, if you have someone in your life who's prepared the way for faith for you, why don't you give them a call or write them a note today and let them know what they've done for you. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen. Amen.